welcome to this uh, new episode of future of work with manjeet here the plan is like every week we bring a guest and we talk about the future of work in every segment in every area how it is going to affect every employer and every employee so today my first guest guest is megan and she is a wellness coach and expert health expert and she has been training and the organizations and telling them how to bring the wellness culture in the organization so welcome again uh, megan uh, please share something about you yeah absolutely so i spent uh 6 years in the oil and gas field industry originally which is a very grueling time intensive industry and i suffered a lot of burnout a lot of no work life balance 60 to 100 hour work weeks on call 24/7 and eventually uh left that industry and found a passion for wellness and fitness as i was on my own journey of weight loss and getting my health back and so i made a transition to leave corporate america and decided to become a personal trainer and i just continued to learn and to grow and i got my health coaching certification nutrition coaching certification and really took a step back and went am i helping the people i want to help and my passion was to help people that were like me workers in corporate america that are just feeling the burnout and not knowing how to handle the stress and manage their time to fit wellness and self care in So I got my corporate wellness specialist certification and so now I primarily focus on working with companies and providing wellness programs to keep their employees happier and healthier. And since the pandemic I went on to get one more certification because I'm addicted to learning and it was a positive psychology certification and I feel like the interventions I learned in stress management and positive psychology are just crucial. for a lot of the workers right now coming out of a you know economic shutdowns dealing with different job changes maybe dealing with excessive workloads because people aren't reentering the workforce so i feel like that's a a major component that needed to be addressed so i went and got certified in that as well wow lot of certification and i really admired your spirit to be you know keep on learning and basically your purpose is to help others who are you know employee burnout so that is a really good cause so i really appreciate you going the extra mile and learning and you know educating others and sharing your experience with others so that they can benefit from it so that's Thank really you. wonderful mm-hmm. thank you very much yeah i'm i'm a big uh want to really promote a growth mindset. I I work with a lot of leaders in mm-hmm. middle management, upper management on how to promote a culture that is around a growth mindset so that employees don't feel as burned out. They can take criticism a little bit easier. Okay. Uh, so it's definitely something that I try to practice what I preach. Oh, okay. That sounds wonderful. But I have some more questions for you. and i would like to uh, you know know more from you so that uh, the people who are attending this they can get a fair understanding of what to do in their you know organization to make it better for the employees and their wellness 
so I would like to ask you, like, what do you do to help companies with their wellness programs? Yeah. So typically when I take on a client, the first thing we do is really look at what have they done in the past and what has worked well. And we also survey the employees. What's important, you know, is weight loss something that they want to tackle? Is it maybe managing diseases? Are they looking to just feel more energized and really trying to get a key on what are the issues that employees are facing that we can kind of support them with, with a wellness program. So once we do that initial survey, we sit down and we kind of go over what are all of our options. We look at how the workforce is set up, you know, especially post pandemic. So many people have switched to remote work, hybrid models, you know, they're going to a four day work week. So we have to make sure that whatever wellness program we implement can reach all employees. And so I sit down and really kind of go over, you know, all those different factors to figure out which wellness program is really going to be the right fit for that company. And then we develop kind of a solution. We develop a communications plan on how are we going to tell the employees how, you know, what's going on, what kind of incentive structure are we going to give a prize at the end of the year for participating? What's that prize going to look like? And, and so on. So I really just kind of guide them in how to develop really engaging wellness programs because you can set up a step challenge, a weight loss challenge, but if that's not something your employees are necessarily driven to, they're not going to engage with it. And then you're just kind of, you know, throwing dollars down the drain on a program that nobody wants. Okay. So you basically uh, uh, speak to them on one-to-one level kind of interview and you find out, uh, you know, what they are going through and uh, then you design or plan the uh, wellness chart for them. Yes, absolutely. Every solution I have for each company is unique to that company. So one company might be running a step challenge for a charity that they've chosen. Another one might have a focus on safety. Another one might have a focus on stress management. It really depends on the individuals and the industry that they're working in. Oh, okay. That's really great because in that way, nobody is left out and Mm -hmm. it will definitely help the employee engagement because you are not going with one particular solution to all the employees. You are going to whatever benefits uh, to each one of them, right? You're taking care of their choice which is a very good employment engagement activity. So I really appreciate you doing that because, uh, you know, in our uh, platform, RightFit, we have an employee engagement segment and this would be really helpful so that, you know, the employee can be engaged, they can be sent out uh, mailers and they can be told about the event and they can definitely come together and attend this and make it a success. So that's really good, uh, Megan, uh, really good. Uh, what yeah. kind of a benefits have you gone? So, I mean, uh, how client got benefited by this? So the benefits range. And I feel like a lot of people hear, what are the benefits to the individual? You know, the individuals are hitting their health and wellness goals. They may be losing weight, help better managing diseases. And so that really gets promoted at the individual level. But I think it's important for employers to understand that this is a return on investment. This is not another expense 
for the employees and the benefits that employers see. And some of the better known ones are that employees tend to be six times more engaged in their jobs when they are also involved in a wellness program. And this leads to like a a 20 to 30% jump in their productivity. So you see more productive, engaged employees in the workforce, not just as part of their wellness program, but in all aspects of the business. And when you have these healthier employees, there has been a trend that shows about a 10 to 15 increase, percent increase in customer service reviews. So if you're a company that relies heavily on customer service and your employees being patient, calm, and happy on the phone, making sure that they're happy and calm in the office and they're healthy will help them to kind of pass that along to to the customers. So anyone that's really customer service driven, I really kind of tell them, make sure that you're taking care of the employees first and you're going to see an increase in customer service reviews. In addition to that, you, you have the typical things like generally health insurance costs go down. So if you're providing health insurance as a benefit, to your employees. If they're not dealing with as many illnesses, they're a healthier weight, they quit smoking, you're going to see your costs go down as well. So there's a lot of benefits, not just to the employee and providing this wellness, but as the company as a whole can see a lot of these benefits and increases to their bottom line. So this is really an investment into your employees, not an expense. Definitely. I completely agree with you, Megan, because now employee engagement, as I was mentioning earlier, employee engagement is the key uh, thing in attracting the right employees to work for your organization. So if you can value them and showing them, you know, you care, you can keep them engaged. That is the only way that you are going to have a better retention rate. You can have better employees to work for your company. And in that way, you can, you know, achieve the organization goals. So I completely agree with you on that. Okay, coming to that, I have another questions for uh, another mm-hmm. question for you. Uh, what trends in wellness are you seeing, you know, typically these days, like after the pandemic? Yeah, so pre-pandemic, A lot of companies would do things like step challenges. They would do the biggest loser, like weight loss challenges. They would offer things like gym memberships. A lot of companies would have a discounted or free gym membership. I've actually worked with a couple of clients that had built a gym workout facility attached to the office building that employees could use on their lunch breaks or after work. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, when the pandemic hit, you know, we're talking about social distancing. Those gyms were shut down. People don't feel as safe to go in and touch all the equipment that everyone else is touching. So there has definitely been a shift to more virtual solutions, which is something that we offer. We have an app with workout videos on demand and workouts you can download from home and you can communicate with a coach to help develop those programs for you. But we also see a big trend switching to the mental health. Um, You know, being in isolation in those shutdowns, not being able to connect with friends and family is easier has definitely taken its toll. I know that one of the biggest reports on why some employees want to return to the workplace is the socialization aspect. You know, if you're single and living at home, maybe you don't have a family that you're living with, you know, you're in complete isolation. And we're finding that these younger people actually do want to return to the workforce because they kind of miss the the talking around the water cooler and interacting with their coworkers. So a need to to kind of connect their employees so that they can communicate with one another. 
is big and anything that will help build relationships and boost mental resiliency has been really trending as part of a wellness program. Okay. Yeah, I completely in with you because, you know, we in our company, we used to work from home mostly, but earlier it was, you know, everybody is staying at home. So it was a different scenario. And I think for uh, senior people, it is much easier to work from home so that they can take care of other chores, which they have in a home and they can maintain the work-life balance. But for younger generation, as you said, you know, it's, it's really, really difficult because they are fresh and they want to learn things. And that is only possible when they go out and meet others, you know, they talk to peers, they understand from colleagues, do the brainstorming. So it is very, very important for them. And I think they are definitely missing out. Right. Yeah. I mean, being at home and learning on your own could be interesting for some time, but not for always. Right. Oh, yeah. And even for like the working parents, I know I personally I have a toddler and a seven month old. Okay. And so working at home every day is not a solution for me. The fact that my toddler hasn't busted through the door and interrupted this Zoom meeting, along with any other that I try to have you know, is really difficult. So if you are somebody that you're in meetings or you really need to be able to focus, sometimes there's too many distractions at home, depending on what that structure looks like too. So there's multiple reasons why people would want to return to the workforce, but I definitely think that socialization and just getting out and being able to talk to other adults, you know, being able to train, like you said, if I'm new and I just started a job at this company, it's hard to train employees virtually. Sometimes coming in and being more hands-on is better for others. Yeah, naturally, just one hour uh, Teams meeting or Zoom meeting is not enough to teach them, you know. They need to be in the place and the vibes in the workplace is definitely something which makes you think out of the box, you know. You become more creative by talking, by seeing and being in the completely focused. I think that is one thing because of which now hybrid is coming to place, right? Earlier, people were completely opposing, okay, we will not go back to office. But now they are thinking, okay, let's do it 50-50, right? Let's uh, stay at home and also do uh, this thing. So I think that is the need of the hour. And we cannot always shut down the office and, you know, uh, work from home. It will be boring after some time for sure. Yeah, I, I really preach all things in moderation. And I think that comes to where we spend our time, whether I'm doing a nutrition client and they're going like, oh, I love chocolate cake. Okay, well, all things in moderation. You can have chocolate cake, just not every day. You know, it's like Absolutely. you can work from home, but maybe that's not conducive for you every day. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, absolutely. Can't agree more. Okay, so my next question is, what are the benefits of offering a wellness program according to you? Well, the biggest benefits we kind of went over a little bit there was, you know, really seeing that increase in productivity for your employees, you know, coming alongside them and really supporting them in their needs. They're also going to stay with the company longer. This is a great retention benefit. You know, if I'm working for this company and they are paying for my health coach and I'm starting to see progress in my health. You know, that's something that I may not necessarily want to walk away from to go work at another company. We are seeing a trend that especially the younger generations, millennials, Gen Z entering the workforce, they're willing to take less money 
if the company can provide them better work-life balance, better health, more time with family. So that might mean that even if I'm offered a job across the street with another employer that's going to pay me more, mm-hmm. I'm really like, might stay here because they're supporting the lifestyle I want. They're coming alongside me. They're partnering with me as part of this program. And I feel actually uh, valued at this company. You know, I'm just not another asset to the company, but by taking that time to develop a wellness program that really speaks to your employees, it helps make them feel valued. And it's a great way to retain the workforce that you have. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Nowadays, uh, the employees have become very, very, I mean, you know, focused about their health and their own life choices. I think that is what pandemic have made people to think it through, right? Like, why they're working, what for they're working. So they are not just after earning a living. They are thinking much more than that. So I think it's completely makes some sense. So apart from that, uh, what are the some things employers should consider when implementing a wellness program, according to you? I would say there are three or four major things to consider when building your wellness program. The first one is, is your wellness program in line with what your employees want? You know, are you giving them a product that's going to actually serve them? Or are you just trying to check off a box for your health insurance company saying, oh, yeah, we have a wellness program to get a discount? You know, really making sure that if we're going to spend the time and invest money into a program, survey your employees, find out what their needs are. You can do a simple survey monkey, you know, ask a few questions. What are some of the health and wellness goals that each employee has and try to build a program that's going to help the most people? The second piece is understand that there are legal ramifications for your wellness program. So pre-pandemic, we were starting to see an uptick in lawsuits against certain companies that were running weight loss challenges. One of the things that a lot of companies misuse is their incentives. So they'll say, okay, we'll give you $300 if you quit smoking, let's say. Well, that's great for your employees that are smoking because it's going to encourage them to quit. But what about all your employees that never smoked? They don't have an opportunity to win $200 and it's technically a discrimination. So just like weight loss challenges, if I'm a healthy weight currently, you're either going to drive me to become an unhealthy weight to win your prize and possibly develop an eating disorder, or I could potentially sue you for discrimination that you're discriminating against me because I'm already a healthy weight and you're giving benefits to employees that aren't a healthy weight. So really making sure, you know, this diversity and inclusion has been a big talking point in companies. This needs to trickle into your wellness program, that your wellness program needs to take into account also the economic status of your employees, that not all your employees, depending on where they live, have access to healthier foods and gym facilities And that's something that needs to be considered when you run your wellness programs is really look at the whole population of your company and make sure it's diverse enough to fit everybody. And maybe even try not using money as a motivator for health and wellness. If you can really drill down, if I'm an employee and I already know I want to lose 20 pounds and you're going to offer me a program as an employee to help me do that, I'm already engaged. You don't need to pay me to do it. So that's why it's important to really focus on the survey 
and then make sure that what you're doing is diverse enough that everyone can feel included. The next thing I would recommend is make sure that mental health is a part of your wellness program. Um, too many times, especially pre-pandemic, we were focused on the physical numbers, the biometric screenings, going and seeing your doctor, and it was all physical. It was measuring your heart rate and your blood pressure and your BMI. And I think that those days are kind of gone with wellness programs that we need to take the whole person into consideration. Uh, there's enough research that shows what mental stress does to the body and that if you can help the employee manage their stress better, you know, things like cortisone levels go down, they don't go to emotional eating, they develop healthier habits, you know, it brings down their blood pressure when they're managing stress. So you can, by focusing on the mental health of the person can also help the physical. So that needs to be a piece of it. And lastly, I would say, look at your environment with your employees uh, again, with being inclusive, if you are in a hybrid model with your employees currently, you need a program that they can do from home. Um, you need a way that you can measure your program, even when employees aren't coming into the office. If you're a nationwide or international company and you want every employee to be included, if you have employees that are in India and New York and California and China how do you get all of them to feel included as part of the community that you are doing? So looking at virtual platforms, similar to like what you offer with, you know, communication or like what I offer with the wellness program where they can join challenges together and they can post videos and track their progress with one another and really encourage one another really is helpful, especially depending on what, how your company is structured. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you because uh, physical, earlier we used to think everything is, uh, you know, going to be uh, physically done, then only it will be effective. Nowadays, many places, uh, people are uh, taking online classes for even yoga, meditation, everything have become, you know, the gym instructors, they are doing one to one session online. So it is quite common nowadays. And I think if uh, that can be introduced it will be great help for you know everyone and as i mentioned rightfit have developed a platform which is all inclusive you know you can hire in one place you can also keep your employees engaged you know with these activities you can send them notification you can keep them engaged tell them about the event so that they are well aware they are coming forward and they are attending and then you can kind of you know distributing their scores and you know measure uh, what they are doing how they are doing so it will be a really good addition for employers because after this pandemic 2022 has been changed and employers have to change all organizations need to take a step forward and, you know, they need to uh, start something new uh, with new tools, new platforms, and they will definitely see the change because the people's mindset have been changed. Employee mindset changed. So employer mindset about to change. It needs to change, right? Without that, it cannot work. So uh, yes, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I like the way you uh, told this about the wellness program. 
but I would be really interested if you can give me some live examples of how you have helped any particular, you know, particular organization and uh, they have saved something, they have got benefited and, you know, they kind of got impressed by your um, wellness program. Can you yeah, share? Ab- yeah, absolutely. So I have um, one client who is international and so it's been nice because like you guys, we have the, the virtual app and it has a community page that runs very similarly like Facebook or LinkedIn would where you can post pictures and status updates. Um, but also in there, we have our challenges like step challenges and stuff that syncs with your trackers. And it's been really neat to connect like they have, I think they're headquartered out of France and then they have a headquarters in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And then, you know, they have Utah, Texas. So it's really neat that they can see the employees from all around the world, really connecting and competing in this same challenge. It's not localized anymore like it used to be. We've done everything with them from virtual yoga classes. So like your program would be great because one of the things I hate hearing as an instructor is, oh, I didn't know about this. I missed the yoga class or I missed this benefit because I didn't know Um, so they've been really good, um, about communicating that there is some issues of course with time zones. So we always try to record for them. And then we've also gotten involved with their safety committee. So they're a construction company and they actually had a member, an employee pass away of a heart attack. And so health and wellness has really been at the forefront of everything they do. And they know they have you know, employees that travel to different work sites, they're working on construction sites. So they're really pushing things like making sure they have proper sleep habits so that they can stay safer on the job site, that they're taking care of themselves, they're fit um, to handle kind of the more grueling tasks that go along with their job. And so they've seen, you know, a lot of benefit from these programs, not just as part of their health and wellness with lower health insurance and better productivity, but they're also seeing it on the safety side with less incidents on the work site. So depending on your industry, again, like we can cultivate a program that works for you. So we go over like proper lifting techniques. We go over heat safety. So when you're out on a construction site in the middle of the hot sun summer, you know, we're making sure that you're staying hydrated and you're looking out for heat stress and we're not having anyone drop over from heat stroke. So it really helps the company on two different fronts there. And they've seen a lot of benefit to those programs. But one other thing, and I didn't mention this before, is that when you implement a wellness program and you are trying to measure like what has improved, you need to give it about three years. Most employers that implement a wellness program, they expect to see like instant results and they give up on their wellness programs after a year or so. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. In most cases, it takes three to five years to really see that return on investment. But you'll see it in your metrics, like I said, with employee retention and productivity and increased customer service ratings. So this should be something that gets implemented into your culture. This isn't a fly by night. Okay, we're going to try a wellness program for six months and see if anyone loses weight or gets healthier. And if it doesn't work, we're done with it. We're going to scrap it. Instead, this needs to be something that you really bring into your company culture to show we care about our employees. We want to keep them safe. We want to keep them healthy. And I will say that the clients that have adopted into their culture, like this construction company, see the best benefits from it. 
That sounds good. And as you said, you know, uh, to just not have the wellness program in place, there should be a proper platform to keep everybody informed. Because see, the HR department has too much on their plate. They have to do the hiring. They have to inform everyone. So they might, you know, these manual tasks can be automated with the help of platform like rightfit.ai, right? So Mm -hmm. that you put the information in one place and everybody in the organization has been in uh, i mean informed you do not have to mail each one of them and you know remind them so it it is automated so i think uh, everybody needs to go with uh, the tools now they need to take the help of the human capital management um, system so that they can keep everything in place because see it is not just spending dollars and not getting the return on investment if you are not following the process correctly like let's say you are organizing a wellness program if uh, 100 employees are there and only 20 came that means 80 have been left out so definitely the output which you will get you know it will not be for 100 people right because you have lost out So I think the proper tools need to be in place. In 2022, every new technology came. So we need to adopt them. And that is how things can go forward. So, and your app is really great uh, for that matter. So I think we can go hand in hand and, you know, we can definitely organization reach their goals. Yeah. And really what we try to do is partner with HR. Um, another example uh-huh. is I was on the phone with an HR person today. Like you said, uh-huh. they do not have time exactly. to run these wellness programs and track who is participating and calculate how many steps everybody took or how much weight everyone lost. Or So we really, that that's a big primary function of what we do is we're going to take that off your plate. Don't worry about the wellness program. Send us the employees' names and email addresses and we can send out the surveys for you. We can develop the programs for you. We'll track all the metrics and we'll send you a report at the end of the month. And if there's anything you want to change, I mean, even if it's something as silly as drafting up a flyer for a yoga class or building a certificate for the grand prize winner of this challenge, we do all of that for you. So we really try to take that burden off of HR because I agree, they have so many other things on their plate that wellness, you know, they can pass that on to to us. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with you because, uh, you know, once you have the system in place, it will happen step by step. So you do not have to, uh, you know, go one by one because then there is a chance that you will miss out something. So automation is the best thing, I think, in today's world where everybody can be in track and, you know, do what they are supposed to do in a we can optimize their performance you know we can make them enhance actually so it is a help to them and it is help to employee and employers both so this session have been great you have answered you know a lot of critical questions which employers can think of like what benefit they will get and what is trending now how they should what they should expect from a wellness program, the return on investment part also very important for employers, which you have captured in this talk. So I think it is beneficial for everyone. And uh, 
uh, it has been great, you know, uh, talking to you and understanding from you. So thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, and thank you for having me. I'm certainly passionate about this and happy to talk about it. Yeah, great. And we will be sharing the contact information of both, you know, uh, mine and Megan's. So any one of you want to get in touch, want to know more about us, please do write to us. Until then, thank you so much. You have a great weekend and happy Friday, all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Megan.